<laughs> okay, we're we're recording. All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And And we we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. All right. Hey, 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 activators. Uh, So you hear me saying, hey, 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 which is not my line. Uh, That is Steph's line. Uh, But she is not here today. She's teaching this morning. And we have a very special episode that we've been wanting to fit in. Um, I have Courtney Lantigua here. She, You all already know who she is. She's basically famous on Activate because I talk about her every single week. Um, you know I've been doing this deep, deep work. Um, Steph talked, has talked several times about her own experience with Courtney um, when we were in Nashville. And it just worked out for us to hop on today. Um, and it's the perfect time because... Um, Courtney is has is having an open enrollment right now, which she won't be having again for a good like six months, I believe. So we wanted to get this episode in. Um, so welcome, Courtney. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, I'm excited to have you. And this feels like a session. So it doesn't it does. even feel this like is, we're doing This yeah. doesn't feel weird. We do this every week, right? I uh, know. Yeah. It doesn't feel weird at all. Yeah. And thank you for having me, though. I mean, you are literally an answered prayer because my heart is to just get this information out to the world. And this is a vessel for us to do that. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes. yes I'm excited, too. Um, so I think the best thing for us to do is just jump right in. I feel like they're like the people listening have a good background of what I've been doing with you. Um, the parts I've been willing to share anyway. Um, (laughs) so I'm interested, I guess, first of all, to learn, um, because I don't know this about you, but how did you get interested in doing this type of work? Yeah. So it's kind of a wild story. It's a God story. Mm -hmm. Um, my background is in accounting, public accounting. So I had, um, a job at a big four firm and went that whole route. And then when I got saved, I realized everything that attracted me to that career was really self-protection. It was really um, not me. It wasn't authentic. And there was just no way that God had called me to sit behind a desk and crunch numbers all day. There's just no way. So I started to do a lot of speaking in that way. And in that same time, um, I met a guy who um, like just held space for me and shared his story of overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and in his childhood. And it was the first time anyone had ever just openly shared about like their mom being an alcoholic. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my mom's an alcoholic, but I'd never told anyone these things, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, like not even that my mom's an alcoholic, but just like that, that, you know, I never met someone who owned their story. And so when he was saying that, it just really made me feel safe enough to start to share mine. Yeah. And so um, I did. And at the time I, that I was in this big four public firm, I was struggling with anxiety so badly. Um, that actually manifested itself as insomnia. And so I went to all these sleep specials, 
specialists and doctors, and they would prescribe me medication. None of it worked. And not once did anyone ever tell me what anxiety was. Not once did they ever explain to me what's actually happening in my nervous system when I'm experiencing anxiety. They never talked about the body. They never talked about um, trauma or how it manifests. And there was just there was no answers. It was just like, here's a medicine, you know, that didn't work. Yeah. So I went on my own journey to discover that. But the whole reason that guy was important is because that night when I, after I shared, I slept like a baby. And it was the first wow. time in over two years that I had felt enough peace to actually sleep in the night. Right. And so that got my intention. I was like, why did this happen? You know, like if all I have to do is share my story, I'm going to freaking share it to everybody. Yeah. And so, um, I kind of got on a journey where I did, um, back then it was like the cool thing was to have a YouTube channel. So I shared people's stories of overcoming adversity. I tried to recreate that environment of like a safe space where people could share their stories. And it was awesome, but it was also just like, really, I think God was just setting me up to discover the next step. Yeah. And the next step, the thing that interests me and in, in that was that um, the people that I invited on, it was all these different topics, but I found myself subconsciously seeking out people who had childhood trauma stories. Yeah. And so I just kept seeking those and seeking those and seeking those. And, um, eventually I felt like God told me, you need to study everything that you possibly can about trauma, childhood trauma, complex PTSD, the stress response cycle, the nervous system. He just kept highlighting all this stuff. And he was like, because when I do what I'm going to do, what I'm going to use you for, you will not have time to learn any of this. And so I spent years just literally getting every training I could get and reading every book I could get. And I just couldn't quench the thirst of learning about trauma and the nervous system. And um, so all that to say, I ended up leaving public accounting on a whim. I didn't have really a backup plan. It was a total God move, which he's so faithful and kind. Like he caught me, even though I was like probably premature in that, that decision. Yeah. Um, but after that, I, I um, started financial consulting. So I was still using the gift of like accounting yeah. to help support me. But um, I actually started, the first thing I did was I, I went into schools and I taught students about their nervous systems and taught them about what's called adverse childhood experiences. And um, it was so powerful because I got to see kids that looked like me, the ones who were the high performers and the overachievers. And, um, and yet they had completely dysfunctional home lives Mm. and no one would ever know. Right. And so, um, I just, I felt so connected to them. Um, and at the same time, I started shifting my business to teaching more uh, faculty and administrators about having trauma informed policy and um, meaning like, you know, if if you discipline a kid because of their behavior, but their behavior is driven because of what's happening at home and you suspend them and send them back home, what does that do? Well, that mm. amplifies the problem. It re-traumatizes yeah. the child. And so I just, I spent a season where I was just, I was just teaching as many people as I could about all of this, but really what started to shift is I realized like, Hey, if I want to help these kids, 
I have to help their parents because I could teach them all these skills. But if they're still going home to these dysfunctional, unsafe, emotionally unsafe, broken homes. Yeah. Yeah. Like what good is that doing? Right. Yeah. I'm covered in goosebumps listening to that one because, well, because I know how impactful what you do is, but just to think if we all had those tools given to us when we were young, like how our lives could be different if we, if we were going home to healthy parents who also understood, I mean, what a, what an undertaking. It, it, it seems almost impossible, but gosh, like what a different world we would be living in if people could really understand where, you know, their thoughts and feelings are coming from. I know. And like, I just wish someone had set my parents in a room and just briefly told them about the nervous system and just briefly introduced them to some of these things. I'm like, how different my life would have been. And I don't even blame them for not knowing this information. It wasn't readily available back then. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I understand uh, why you were living in dysfunction. It makes so much sense. Mm. It just, it breaks my heart. They didn't have this information and this, and these resources. And so my goal is to give those to people so they can not only change their own life, but they can change their family for generations. Yeah. Yeah. Steph and I talk about that all the time. Like it ran in my family till it ran into me. Right. We're like, so just, I'm just so willing to do the work and like whatever it is that I have to do to be better so that all this can stop right here. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So you're mentioning all of these words, trauma, anxiety, right? So let's just start at the beginning. Like what Mm -hmm. is trauma? Okay. I love this question because there's so many misconceptions around it. Like Mm -hmm. everyone thinks that trauma is these big God awful events, right? And Mm -hmm. they don't, they can be, but most often it's the really subtle things like having a hypercritical mom or feeling like you're always disappointing your dad, right? Like feeling not good enough. Like those are the things that actually keep us in a chronic state of self-protection. Because if you think that your mom's going to come in with some critical comment, no matter what you do, then you're always on guard for that, right? Mm -hmm. And your little nervous system can't handle that. And so Mm -hmm. basically I want to clear up the definition of trauma. Trauma is not actually in the event. It's what happens inside of you because of the activating event. So it's really anything that happens too much, too soon, um, sometimes even not, not enough, like Mm -hmm. in the, in the cases of neglect, Mm -hmm. um, or too fast. Okay. And so it's basically it's happening and it overwhelms the system to the point where the body can't process it. So like if you just are getting nagged all the time and it's too much for the system and the system's like, oh, I can't find relief no matter what I do. It doesn't work. It overwhelms the system in that way. And the system gets stuck. But I like to use examples like, um, you know, a like being in the military. I mean, this is a very obvious one, but it just yeah. helps to paint the picture pretty well. So if there's some sort of like, you know, suicide bomb that goes off unexpectedly, right. That happened too soon and too fast. So you didn't expect it. Um, and your nervous system was caught off guard by it so much so that it couldn't escape the threat. So we're talking about those fight or flight responses, right? There was no way out of the threat. It overwhelmed the system. The system 
cannot process what's happening in that brief moment. And internally, the nervous system kind of gets frozen there, kind of gets stuck. And so forever from that point on, the body is trying to get out of that state of shock, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And it causes overwhelm to the system and puts you in a perpetual state of fight or flight. Um, and, and in some cases, what we would call shutdown, um, mm-hmm. which is the dorsal vagal state of the nervous system. Um, so again, like most of the time, trauma is actually more subtle than what yeah. we even think. It's just these, these situations where we feel so overwhelmed in our bodies. And so that's why really, uh, two people could be at the same event one mm-hmm. person can be traumatized and one person can be totally fine because yeah. for one person, it didn't happen too fast. And they were actually, their body was able to process what happened and was able to make them feel safe afterwards, like get yeah. them a resource. Um, but the other person was uh, not able to do that. Their body was so overwhelmed by the experience that it shocked the nervous system to the point of keeping them stuck in a self-protective state. So that's I trauma. Think- Yeah, I think that's so important to recognize because I think that's what keeps most people from getting help, right? From healing because you think, oh, well, and I personally, I was like, well, I've heard so many worse stories than what I went through. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm fine. Like that shouldn't have affected me that much because so-and-so look what she went through. Right. And she seems fine. And the other thing about that is that you don't know who's fine, right? Like we, we only, you know, um, but I, I think that that's so huge because you almost feel embarrassed. Like, Oh gosh, like, yep. I should be fine after, you know, such and such happened. Um, but it's really just, gosh, I mean, and the the other part is like over time, small little Mm -hmm. things that happen over time, you think like, Oh my gosh, Kim Kardashian in Paris, or you're, you know, being chased by a bear, or like you were in a terrible car accident. Like you're thinking of these like giant traumatic moments. But I think what can, what most of us experience are like you said, like an overly critical mom, or, Mm -hmm. you know, an alcoholic parent, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just like so many things that just happened that you had no Mm -hmm. control over. And yeah. it's all worth working through and healing because totally. you don't realize, you just don't realize how much it's affecting your life and who you are today. Even if it happened 30, 40, 50 years ago, like if you're still carrying that with you today. Yeah. And what I think, I think another, hold on before you jump into that, because I think it's important to give this analogy, like, you know, imagine if you're like overreactive dad that his, his behavior was unpredictable, right? You lived with him every single day. Well, to your body, that's like living with a tiger every single day. It's like, I don't know when he's going to overreact. I don't, my body cannot be off ever. Like meaning in rest ever, because it is always hypervigilant and focused on when is the ball going to drop? When is, you know, disaster going to come? And so that is what keeps us in that chronic state of that sympathetic fight or flight response. And our bodies weren't meant to live there long-term. It's meant to be something where you experience a um, perceived threat in your environment. And then once you get to safety, you come back to homeostasis, the place of like balance and rest and repair and recovery. But if you never get to that, because you're living with someone who feels unsafe, then 
you know, you got a problem. Yeah. yeah. That reminds, I love to listen to Ed Milet's podcast and he yes. talks about like being an eight year old boy and knowing by the sound of his dad putting the key in the door, if mm-hmm. he was like drunk or sober, basically. So he would know like as an eight-year-old little boy, do I need to keep my mom and my sister out of the room? Do I need to, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. so it's thing, you know, things like that, like maybe nothing huge and giant ever happened, but he knew to be like on alert. And he, he was so able to just recognize, you know, tiny little thing like that. Like, is, is, is he struggling to get the key in the hole or, or is he not? And gosh, like that just mm-hmm. being that young, like that's yeah. a ton of, that's a lot for a child to carry. Um, so anxiety, you mentioned anxiety. Yep. So anxiety yeah. is something I've struggled with my whole entire life. And people would always say, well, well, what's it about my husband? Well, what's it about? I'm like, I have no idea, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you do know, you're like, oh my gosh, I like, I did this thing and now I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have to, there's going to be a consequence to my action. And sure, that makes sense. But sometimes you literally have debilitating anxiety and you can't even put your finger on what it is. So how do you define anxiety? Yeah. So I tell everybody that anxiety is like your body's way of alarming you. So think of an alarm system in your house, right? Like if it um, detects a burglar in the house, it's going to start sounding the alarm and you're not going to go and take a baseball bat to the alarm system. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, there is an intruder in my house. We've got to get the intruder out. Let's call the cops. Let's whatever. Right. Yeah. And so what people don't understand about anxiety is they're always trying to treat that symptom of the alarm going off in their body. They're trying to distract themselves. They're trying to, you know, you know, take something to make their mind not think about it. But really all they're doing is hiding what the body's trying to do to help and yeah. they're stuffing it down. And so you're going to have a more massive reaction of it later And you didn't even solve the problem. You didn't get the intruder out, right? So what I want you guys to start to think about is really anxiety is your body's way of saying something is wrong in my environment, in my um, relationships, could be in, um, you know, your internal system, even like um, in the instance I, I am. I've been in mold toxicity before, and that makes you really anxious. And that's because there's an intruder in your body. In your body, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it it's there's so many different ways, but you know, and for a lot of us, it's like it's I don't feel safe at my job because my boss is toxic. I don't feel safe in my home because um I don't feel like my husband trusts me, or I don't feel safe to speak up or be seen and all of that makes sense. And so anytime you try to get on an Instagram live, right, or um, get on your stories, and you feel the anxiety come up, that's your body going, it's not safe, it's not safe. Why? Because some past experience has told your body, it's not safe to be seen. So that's the other piece of this. And um, Kristen, you probably remember in the first week of our like program, we talked about neuroception. So that Mm -hmm. is the way that the body detects perceived threats in your environment, it is looking to your five senses to let it know. And basically it says like, okay, I just saw this and it doesn't feel safe. Or I smelled this and it doesn't smell safe because the body is calling on this past database of memories and experiences. Okay. And so, um, 
I like to use the example of cigar smoke for this, right? Yeah. Like it, if your dad always smoked cigars and it's like what you do with your friends and you sometimes smoke it with your dad and um, the smell of it might be a good aroma to you, right? But to yeah. someone else who had an abuser who smelled like cigar, then they are their body's going to have a protective alarmed response because their database and memories tell them, Hey, uh, you know, that's dangerous. You need to gear up. And so the problem is most of us, we don't know why our alarm's going off. And sometimes yeah. our alarm has been sounding for decades and yeah. we, we don't know what's causing it. And that's, you know, the point of so much of our work is trying to figure out, Hey, what in your database of memories is so activating that the body is still reminded of it at that level. Right. So a lot of the work that we do, Kristen, is to go in and reprocess what happened back then that was so activating so that your body doesn't look at it as an open, um, uh, the wound really yeah. like it, it looks at it as like oh this is a healed experience we don't need to be in survival over that anymore yeah and so that's a lot of the work that we do is going back into that database and, and reprocessing the memory um because in our internal world we are able to do that but when you do that the thing that the body now when, when your neuroception smells the cigar smoke it doesn't go back it goes back to that memory and you're always going to know, oh yeah, I like cigar smoke is not yeah. necessarily safe, but it's going to be a different level of perceived danger to your body once you've actually seriously processed the trauma that holds it. Does right. that make sense? It does. And because like you recognize, oh, cigar smoke used to signify something different to me, but like once that's it's processed, then you can kind of like move past that and be like, oh, but but that's not where I live anymore. Right. I'm not there yes. anymore. Um, yep. And that's like, that's like the thing, like that's where the the work happens. That's where the healing happens. Um, yeah. You know, in all the things that I've tried, the, the, the talk therapy and the um, other, you know, life coaching and, you know, going to this counselor and that counselor, like I, I never got, we never got to that or they weren't trauma informed or, you know, whatever, like yeah. it was never, this healing never happened. Sure. I could vent my problems, right. But they were never connected to anything. And it just was like this, okay, this is my problem today. It's not connected to anything from before. And, oh, well you could, you know, you could write some affirmations and maybe you'd feel better, right? Like, mm -hmm. Okay. But I, so of course I felt, did it feel good to like vent the problem? Yeah. I got it out and said it, but no real, no, obviously no healing happened. We didn't get to the root of the issue. So therefore, I mean, all those things just, you know, came along with me. Um, it, it's yep. just been so amazing too. And I love when we start talking, like we'll start talking about one thing. And then something you say makes me think, and I'll be like, well, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but I'm thinking this and you, it always makes sense to you, which is my other favorite thing. It, it all started in Nashville when you told me I made sense. And I was like, what? Thank yeah. you. And it's like, you, you say it all the time. Like that makes so much sense. And it's so comforting to know that whatever it is that you're going through, you can find the reason for it, the root of it. And you make perfect sense. And it's just, again, it's just so comforting uh, 
to be able to feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I make sense. And we can do something about it. Like there's actual work that can be done. So that is just my favorite part of all of this. Um, Yeah. And even to that point, I do want to address this because I feel like um, so many people have, they're so frustrated because they've been to talk therapy and they've been to the coaches, like you're saying, and they've said the affirmations and all the things that I just want to let everyone know that there is actually so much hope. And the reason that's not working is because what I just described is really changing the body's experience around something. Okay. So like what I was describing a scent that you're smelling through your nose and how that takes you back to a memory, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's something you touch or taste or, you know, any of those things. Right. And that's a body, body somatic experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you have to take that kind of approach because the body is what's holding the trauma. And so, you know, when you're just talking about things, what you're actually doing is you're pulling back up all that same feeling and sensation in the body. So that's why traditional talk therapy, sometimes you come out of those sessions and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel worse because you didn't actually consider what was happening in the body as you're talking about it. Right. So it's, it's actually in some cases, if the practitioner is not trauma-informed, it's re-traumatizing you. Okay. Um, And so it can make you feel worse. But what I think I just want people to hear is like the reason that affirmations are not working Mm -hmm. is because this is a body thing. This is not like, okay, this is important for everyone to hear. Pause what you're doing. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. 80% of the information exchanged between the brain and the body comes from the body to the brain, which means the body's Mm -hmm. running the show. If you are over here, you're feeling anxious because you're smelling cigar smoke that reminds you of something that happened when you were 16 and you're over here going, telling yourself, calm down, nothing's wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. The body is driving the car. Like it is the one that's driving the anxiety. You are only helping 20% of the problem if you're just saying, calm down, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, it, you're missing it. It's misattunement really, because you're like, no, you have every right to be scared in that situation, according to your body. And it's going to make sure that you're doing exactly what you need to do to to stay safe. Whoa, that's huge. That's because we're always so focused, like, well, change your thought, right? Like just change your thought. That was, it's actually makes me laugh because it, that was the premise of my entire coaching certification, which I don't coach anybody anymore. I do love that I did that. And I do know that people, you know, they felt good about it and had a good experience, (laughs) but it's like, I know way too much now to know that (laughs) I'm not qualified to be teaching anybody anything. And it's funny because it's like what I learned to, in order to help people isn't really very helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just true. Here it is here. Here is actually the I think that it can help a lot of people, but they have to be regulated in their nervous system first. Right, right. You have to understand your nervous system and know how to be in your state of ventral, which is your place of safety and connection before you can, any of the mindset stuff's going to work. The mindset stuff can work, but not for people who are in active self-protection in their nervous system. Right. If you're in survival mode, then your lid is flipped, which means like your logic and reasoning, anytime you are triggered, your logic and reasoning is completely offline. So you don't have access to that. Therefore, you don't have access to the tools you learned from your mindset coach, right? Yeah. Um, and 
your body's running the show in those instances. So I just want to say that because I'm not knocking that work. It's, it's, it actually can help people, but they, if they have unresolved trauma, forget it. It's not going to work. Yeah. It makes me think of like all these self-help books I've read too, that I'm like, Oh, that's so good. But you, it's like I retained nothing or I would learn like one little tiny thing, but nothing ever like gets to the root of the problem. So it's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. I feel like so many of us are going about it all wrong. Um, but what I, what you're talking about, like figuring, understanding the nervous system and all that, that's what you spend like the first six weeks. Four weeks. Okay. Yeah, four, four weeks, like teaching everyone about that because it's yep. the literal foundation of what you yep. need to know. No work gets done if yep. you're in fight or flight, right? Or if you're in like where you're feeling depressed or dorsal, right? Like yep. you have to understand how all of that is. And mm-hmm. it, it, it matters in everything. It matters in your relationships. Your, it, it affects your marriage. It affects everything about your life. And that's a huge thing I learned from you. Like you can't make a repair in your marriage if you're, still in like, you've got this feeling of, you know, you're in sympathetic, basically, you have to regulate your nervous system. And like, you have to do that. Yeah. So, so it's so important to know how. Um, yeah. So, so many of us, we struggle with things like overreaction, defensiveness, mm-hmm. anger, substance abuse, uh, people pleasing, lying, right? Yep. Um, so what does healing have to do with all of that? How does that? Yeah. Yeah. So what you just described, all of those things, people pleasing, perfectionism, um, you know, being a overachiever, not allowing yeah. yourself to rest, like being stuck in that go, go, go mode. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things are actually symptoms of a dysregulated nervous system. Yeah. Okay. And so what that means is it's a nervous system that is an active self-protection. It's only concerned in that moment about seeking safety for you. Okay. Yeah. So there's, you know, to your point, there's three states of the nervous system. If you think of your nervous system, like a ladder, the top of the nervous system is ventral. That's your place of safety. This is where you want to be. This is where you feel emotionally connected and safe with the people around you. And you're able to focus and you're motivated and you're thriving and all of those wonderful things. But then there's stressors in life that are going to happen and you can't stay in ventral to handle those stressors, you actually need more energy to do it. So you move down into the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight response. The problem is most people are stuck here because of past pain. And what you're describing, a lot of those are symptoms of the sympathetic nervous system. So anxiety, that is your body telling you seek safety because we're not safe right now, right? There's a perceived threat here. The people pleasing, that is an attempt to seek safety. You are trying to make sure that that person doesn't get upset or that you can calm them down because it feels unsafe for you to know that they're upset with you or whatever, right? Um, perfectionism, that is tied to like shame or failure or anything like that. It's like yeah. your body saying, um, we've got to get this right or else rejection, humiliation, embarrassment, whatever's going to come. And so again, it's an attempt at safety, um, being defensive. I mean, that's the fight response. It's like you, you're perceiving yeah. that what your husband said was a threat, right? Yeah. So yeah. you've got to, um, that, that's, a, that's a symptom of the sympathetic nervous system. But then lastly, once you've tried, you've exhausted that sympathetic nervous system, like you've tried all the things you've tried, the people pleasing, you've tried X, Y, Z, and it's not working. One of two things happen, like either you um, burn yourself out trying, and that sends you to dorsal shutdown or, or 
um, the, the symptom, I mean, the system gets so overwhelmed with the threat that it sends you into shutdown, which is dorsal, your place where you feel depressed, numb, going through the motions where you just want to, you don't want anyone to be around you. You want to isolate, withdraw, you're lonely, all of that. They're both self-protective states and people get stuck in either one. And sometimes they ping pong between the two of them. But what you were just describing are symptoms of a dysregulated nervous system or a nervous system that's stuck in one of those two states. So that's why I devote so much time in my program to helping you understand where you are in your nervous system at any given time and giving you the tools to come back to that place of safety so that you can have the repair in your marriage and so that you can live your life to the fullest where you want to be, right? It's so important. And here's the thing, if your body is not on board, if it doesn't feel safe because you're not regulated, you'll never be able to do the deeper work, which is where we're, we're at now in, yeah. in the program, right? Like going back into those old memories because you would, your body would feel too unsafe to do that. But since we've given you the tools to know how to regulate yourself, you can. And so that's why so many people are like, I just, I don't need all this. I just want to yeah. go directly into, you know, all these sessions. And remember, yeah. Kristen, you were like that. You're like, I would have been one of them. Yeah. yeah. I would be like, like, no. Please. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But the thing is, is your body in order to feel safe, it needs context, choice and connection. Okay. So context is the big piece we're giving you in the program by teaching you all of this information. Yeah. If, if you don't understand it, if you don't know that you make sense, then your body's going to be like, what are we doing? I don't want to do this. And it's going to be so guarded that we're not going to get anywhere in that deeper work. Right. But then also said you need choice. And that is a huge component of anything that's trauma informed because in trauma, you didn't have choice. If you had choice, you wouldn't have been traumatized. Okay. So choice is so important. That means your ability to tell me this is too much or your ability to say, I don't want to do that or to say no or any of that. And then you also need connection. You need safe space with someone else to, to feel safe enough in your body to do that deeper work. So, yeah. Yeah. In addition to you always telling me I make sense, the biggest, I think, thing for me was finding out that, cause for me, my annoyed part is so present in my life. And I, I hate that about myself. Like I know I do. I did know that God didn't create me to be this annoyed, horrible person, but I didn't know how to get, get away from it, to separate myself from it or where it was coming from more importantly, so that I could heal it. Um, but just you telling me that that's just a protector. That's not your, your, that is not you who you are. Like Kristen mm-hmm. is not an annoyed person. Like this yep. protector is here for something. And mm-hmm. so you got to just figure out what is that part here to protect you from? And this might all just sound like what in the world is she talking about? <laughs> but it's because I have the foundations now and you've taught me so much and I've learned so much, but just to know. So I know now when that like shows up, because I said, I'm like, well, I need to know what to do with my annoyed part because she's here a lot, you know, <laughs> like, but so you can just, I, it's just, it's just been such a game changer, such a life changing, you know, opportunity. And I'm just so grateful to Amy. Amy is who introduced all of us to you and um, just what a gift she gave. And that's why I, I wanted you on this podcast. I've been saying, I know I didn't ask you until yesterday, but I've been saying like for months and weeks and, you know, forever, like, oh my gosh, I want to get Courtney on here because like, I can't think of a better gift that you could share with someone than, than your program. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
So why don't you kind of just break down what the program exactly looks like? I know yeah. that. So we're on a, a deadline at this point because you're, well, you're mm-hmm. going to have a baby, number one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's so exciting, but you can't yeah. really be healing all the rest of us while you're trying to, yeah. you know, become a mom. So, yeah. um, you know, it's space is limited. Time is limited. So I wanted to get you on here right away. But so tell um, everyone listening who this sounds, you know, like, hey, this sounds like something I could use, which I can't imagine a person wouldn't be thinking that because we've all we've all been through so much like no one escapes this life without without trauma. Yeah. Um, so so tell me tell them what what your program looks like. Yeah. Um. So it is we start everyone in our eight week program. Um, formerly, we used to call it the Healing Masterclass. We just changed the name to Healing Foundations Class because, as you know, Kristen, like at the end of eight weeks, that's just the foundation you're mm-hmm. gonna want to keep going. So, um, to get started with us, we do this eight week group hybrid program, which means there is the eight classes, one a week for eight weeks. They're an hour and a half long. Um, and then it, that also comes with three one-on-one sessions with an integrative somatic practitioner that helps you actually integrate what you're learning in the program, which is like the key. You need that. Um, but so in the classes, it's, it's laid out where the first four weeks is devoted to the nervous system. So we're going to teach you all the basics, all the foundations that you need to know about your nervous system in order to bring it into regulation all on your own. So we're equipping you with tools. We're helping you identify the triggers, like what's causing you to what we call state shift, what's causing you to go into fight or flight, what's causing you to go into dorsal shutdown, because that's going to be the clue to what we need to do some of the deeper healing on, right? Um, so that is the just the first four weeks. And then we start to move into this like, okay, well, let's get to the root cause of what's creating the dysregulation in the nervous system, what's triggering it. Um, and so we start to introduce you to the most common topics that create the dysregulation. So the first one being attachment. Man, I love learning about attachment. I love teaching about attachment. Yeah. Um, attachment is the way that you emotionally connect with um, everyone you have a relationship with. So it's not just your spouse. It could be your kids. It can be your parents. It can also be your work. It can be um, your your relationship with social media. But what I love to actually help people with is their relationship with money because it's so connected. Mm, it's fascinating yeah. to see the connection mm-hmm. of that. Um, but basically, we help them understand that from the lens of the nervous system. It makes so much sense why you... Um, really get anxious when people are leaving because of XYZ, right? Like we, we help them paint the picture yeah. um, for how their body's responding to. And it's just so interconnected. Then we move into helping you identify some of the core wounds that are driving that attachment style. So these are going to be beliefs that you have taken on based on these past experiences that where you're still holding on to unresolved pain and trauma. Um, we also start to introduce you to what Kristen was just talking about, which is parts. Um, and so these are like, everybody has a perfectionistic part or a people pleaser part or an inner critic, right? Yeah. Um, those are really common and they are basically just um, there to protect you and keep you safe. And they each have their own intentional goal. Um, and once you start to show them compassion and kind of get curious about them, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And no longer do you feel so much shame because you overreacted at your husband or whatever. Like you're going to understand why. And then we're going to help those parts unburden. 
Um, And then lastly, we talk about family of origin trauma and generational trauma. Everybody has it. And if you're unaware, then you're just going to repeat it. And so that part is so key as well. So that's just the first, you know, the eight week program. This is like our bread and butter. This is what we encourage everyone to start with. And then if they need more work after, then we offer a whole nother set of um, solutions for that, depending on what their need is. You know, some people have grew up in a really healthy home environment, for instance, and yes. but maybe experienced one traumatic event as an, as an adult. They don't need more work after those eight weeks are done. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, people are like begging us at the end. Me. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Kristen yeah. was like at week four. Okay, so how do I buy more stuff? Yeah. How do I go? How do I make sure that I'm on the top of the list to get to go, go on? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So um, that that's the program. We love it. We've taken hundreds of people through it, and it's literally changing changing people's lives. And like I said, not just theirs, but what I love to see is the fruit of it throughout their whole family. Because if you have these skills, you can teach them to your kids. This is what going back to the beginning, right? Yeah. Like if my dad knew this and could teach me while mm-hmm. he was learning how to regulate his own nervous system. I wouldn't have had anxiety and not sleep for two years of my life later yes. on. Right. Yes. And so it's so important for you to do it, not just for yourself, but for your family and your loved ones and, you know, everybody, yes. you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. I just don't, I know I keep saying life changing, but I can't, I feel like I've been on this journey for so long to try to figure myself out. And I just never got anywhere until this, like, I just never, it was like putting a bandaid on it. It's like, you're saying like, take a Xanax. If you have anxiety mm-hmm. and people would be like, Oh, did you feel better? And I'm like, well, I was sleeping. So I didn't have yeah. anxiety for t- three hours because I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like that's not a solution, right? Mm-hmm. Just like so medicating good. the problem is not a, a long-term solution. So this, yeah, this is just, um, you know, you can just feel so good about doing this work because you know you're not only changing your own life, but the lives of the generations that are to come after you and even the ones that came before. Because I love to tell my, you know, my mom or whoever it is, like, oh my gosh, like this is what I learned. And um, you know, it's helpful for for everyone in your life when you're totally when you're doing this work. Um so how can people find you? I'll also put that in the show notes, but how are people able to find you and learn more yeah. about your program? Yeah. So, um, if you just go to Courtney Lantigua, um, on Instagram, then you'll see me there, but Courtney doesn't have a U in it. So don't butcher that, but she'll have it in the show notes so you can, you yes. can see it. Um, yes. and then, um, our website that is the open enrollment right now is you can heal with us.com forward slash healing hyphen foundations. So again, she'll have it in the show notes. But. Yep. I will. And that, so open enrollment ends on Thursday, the, the 15th, September 15th. Yeah. And yeah. if you miss it, maybe you watch this on, you know, the 16th Friday. or the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, then, uh, there will be a coaching wait list that you can get on to catch the next enrollment period that we'll be doing, like she said, in like five or six months. So it's kind of a long time from now, but you can start following me on Instagram. And I, I mean, I'm a little biased, but 
you can learn a lot from my Instagram. Like, you can learn yeah. a lot from your Instagram. Your yeah. reels are so good. Oh my gosh. Thank I you so much from your Instagram. I'm always, I always am like, oh, I need to send that to so-and-so. Like, oh, that will resonate with so-and-so. They're so good. Um, all right. So I just thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for just being in my life because you don't know how much you've changed it. And I'm just so grateful that you listened to that pleading from God and knew that you were made for more and there was more work for you to do in this world because it is, it is such important work. And I'm so glad that I was connected with you. So, um, I will put all of Courtney's information in the show notes. Please reach out to Steph or myself as well. Like we have personal experiences we can share with you with Courtney. If you have questions, um, I'm all, always, you know, I'm an open book. I share it all on here. Um, so just don't be, don't hesitate to reach out to one of us and get on this journey because it is something you will never regret. If you are willing to put money into anything in your life, this is the most important thing that you can do. Mm. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I just am excited to know all the people. This is like going to be a domino effect of all the people who are going to know that they make sense. And that's what I'm here for. All right, everybody. Happy Monday and reach out to us. Reach out to Courtney. Um, You're going to change your life. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.